Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another money show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo, JR Rochford, taking a break from our day to day as financial advisor with Rochford and Associates, a fully independent fourth generation family practice right here in Sun City off of 98th Avenue and Bell Road. So if you were driving down Bell Road, you can look over and see us by the urgent care. We've got a massive another money show sign on our window now to make us stick out. So what are we doing here today? We are here to bring you information you may not find on those other financial shows. We're aware the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. And apparently we've got a lot for you today. JR did a lot of preparing, got a bunch of articles and things he wants to touch on. I did not uh, prepare at all, so I will follow his lead because someone has to be the adult and it's always JR. That's right. I'm the adult in the room. <laughs> this this is a tallest. sad day to learn that. I mean, I feel bad for you and anybody listening to this if I'm the adult. So, uh, yeah, I did a lot of preparing. I like to think that every single week we bring stuff for people to be aware of. You know, I mean, we took on the show to sound alarms. We did not take on the show for sales. You know, I'm noticing we it's it's leading into appointments. So this is wonderful. We had another couple in last week, young couple, you know, going to do Roth IRAs. I think that's outstanding. So they, they understand exactly how crazy I am, but when they get in the office and we're a little more calm and if we're on the same page, great, but then we do financial planning in the office. So life is good. Anyway, um, today you neglected when you said who we are, you neglected to say veteran owned. And I know that the last few years veteran owned is kind of a, it's, it's a, a little bit of a hot button. It's like, it's actually kind of celebrated there's free meals on Veterans Day and there's all this stuff around it. You know, being I'm a Desert Storm veteran and I, you know how passionate I am about this country. I did not, looking back, I was young when I joined. I wasn't as young as a lot of my friends. I was 23 when I went in. So, but when I went in, I was not necessarily patriotic. I didn't know enough at the time about the world to be. I went in to see the world. Wasn't married, no kids you know, went to college for a couple of years. It wasn't my natural calling. So I, I kind of floated around, had a bunch of different jobs, got myself a little bit of trouble, did all kinds of stuff, ended up raising my hand. Didn't fully understand what the oath meant. I don't think at first, but you know, three quarters of the way through my, my short career, Desert Storm comes up and I started understanding more. I was the NCOIC of the Air Transportable Hospital for the 832nd Medical Group. You know, I, I'm putting together gas masks and charcoal inserts and all this stuff, and things became very real to me. So fast forward. Oh, by the way, speaking of seeing the world, what I learned later is there's something called a dream sheet. And what that is, you request where you want orders. So, I, you know, I'm young. Nobody warned me about this. I didn't understand it. If you join up 
in Florida, they're going to put you in California. If you join up in California, they're going to put you in Florida. If you say you want to stay in the United States, you're going to Turkey. If you say you want to go to Turkey, you're staying in the United States. It's opposite of where you want to be. They try to shake you up. They try to kind of, you know, they don't want you to pick and choose your vacation destination. So I joined up at the MEPS station in Miami, Florida, and I wound up I wound up in Arizona. You know, I went to basic training in San Antonio, Texas, went to, to technical school in Wichita Falls, Texas. So I did get to see what heaven really looks like. And then I end up in Arizona. I'm like, what the absolute hell did I get into? Anyway, so that that background behind us. So I, I mean, I never did get the orders that I wanted. And when I got out, it was like, you know, my life was changed. I mean, I, I did a lot more than I thought I would. And I did become very much more patriotic. I did really start realizing that this country has it good. The rest of the world, not as much. And over the years, it's become more and more impactful. And I, and I, you know, a lot of times I get really passionate about something. You know, I see these commercials for Wounded Warrior and it upsets me. I know it's a good thing. And I have to kind of explain to people why I look at it this way. You know, you're trying to raise money for, for troops that got a leg blown off by an IED and these things. And I, and I understand the cause. I did hear that some of the administration was profiting too heavily. I understood that there was some downside to this. But you know what pisses me off? A country that is willing to send people's kids to other countries to fight for their country, presumably to keep the, the world's peace and to make us safer by, you know, squashing their countries. You know, the, the problem is take care of them. And, and this whole thing about 31.7 trillion in debt, give me a break. Then stop giving money to Ukraine. You know, the wounded warrior to me is a big GoFundMe for troops that we put into harm's way. And I don't like it. I think that they should be taken care of first. So that's, that's my problem. The reason that that's really on my mind today, yesterday, today, by the way, is the 17th of May, as we record this yesterday, I start reading about homeless veterans booted from hotels in New York to house illegal aliens. I don't know if that's the proper term. I don't know if it's immigrants. I don't know what you say, but I know with the expiration of title 42, I, I understand there's an elevated influx of guests into our country. So they're, you know, people are busing them around Harris's house. They're busing them to New York and Chicago. A lot of the sanctuary cities who said that we will have you, you know, a place for you, keep you safe. They're getting upset about all this now. So yeah. Okay. So on paper, you were welcoming, but in reality, not so much anyway. So apparently, and it was only 20, it was 20 different veterans, homeless veterans that were kicked out of this hotel. And then they put in migrants. It, it's 20 today. What if it's 40 next week and then it's 200 within the next month? I don't care if it's one. If you don't take care of the United States citizens first, I have heartburn with this. And how does that tie into financial matters? Who do you think is paying for these people to stay at the hotel? So, <laughs> Anthony, it, it seems like my passion today is humoring you. I, I, on all I'm getting at, I'm just, I'm pissed. And by the way, let's move away from the military for a second. Let me, let me read one of the headlines to one of the articles I gathered for today's show. Amid Title 42's expiration, this broke blue state 
is considering unemployment for illegal, oh, they said illegal, illegal aliens. Okay, blue state broke. What's Anthony? What's the first state that comes to mind? California. Thank you. We have a winner. We have a winner. So yeah, yeah. California bill that would provide unemployment benefits to illegal aliens is set for review this week as the Golden State braces for an influx of migrants following Title 42's expiration. If you want to track this, kids, and make sure I'm not making this up, it is SB 227 or the Safety Net for All Workers Act. It would provide laid off immigrants with $300 per week for up to 20 weeks with funds from the state coffers. In March, March, before Title 42 expired, the Los Angeles Board of Supervisors unanimously adopted a resolution supporting the statewide bill. We cannot take people's money, take people's taxes, take people's labor, and then deny them the very benefits and rights they deserve and they have earned. Wait a second. The article's about the expiration of Title 42. You just got here. How many benefits did you earn already? Did you work one full day and now, now you're putting your hand out for unemployment? What the absolute hell is going on in this country? So, I, And I thought they were legal. The, the, in the title, it says unemployment for illegal immigrants. And now they have rights and, and oh, good Lord. Well, with uh, right. how, uh, how great is California's coffers with the reparations and with this? I mean, is uh, California going to bail out the country? Well, you know, the you way California goes, the rest of the country goes. So this is a foreshadowing into Arizona and every other state. You know, we're broke. The states are broke. The municipalities are broke. The federal government's broke. The banks are broke. Everybody's broke. A lot of my friends are broke <laughs> and they're old like me and they're still broke. You know, where, where? Jimbo, good point. How does California have this money? Where is this money coming from? They're broke. Oh, man. Okay, settle down. Well, settle they're down. only broke until they raise the debt ceiling. And then they're not. Miraculously, <laughs> they fix being broke. Really? You jump right that's in the like, debt ceiling? I want to talk you, about uh, Argentina first. Don't go to the debt ceiling yet. I want to read one more article heading before we talk about the debt ceiling. And, and I'll make this one really quick. I, I hit veterans. Now I hit California. Let me hit Argentina. Let me take a look outside of our country, see if they're doing any better. Argentina raises interest rate to 97% as it struggles to tackle inflation. The Central Bank of Argentina raised its key interest rate on Monday, May the 15th, by six percentage points to 97% in an effort to tackle the soaring inflation that has reached 30-year highs. Argentina has been in trouble forever. Central banks across the globe are struggling to rein in inflation. But it's a, a particular problem in Argentina where the annual inflation rate soared above 100% last month. Let me jump ahead and read one more line from this and then I'll move on from Argentina because, you know, it doesn't affect me. It's not in my backyard. The, the, the highest level since the early 90s and currently Venezuela and Zimbabwe are the only two countries experiencing higher inflation than Argentina according to the International Monetary Fund data. Okay, International Monetary Fund data. How's the United States going? Oh, they say that we're at 5%. Inflation hovers below, I'm sorry, below 5% in the US, where the central bank has raised its key interest rates by five percentage points in 14 months. All right, let me just break that down for a second, and then I promise you I'll get the hell out of Argentina. Really? 5%? Where do you shop? 
that inflation is sitting at 5%. If you, the average this morning, I looked it up this morning just because I want to sound intelligent and articulate, which is a stretch. So I looked it up this morning. The average 30-year fixed home loan, if you go into your local lender today to get one, 6.4%. Well, wait a second. You know, this is saying 5%. That's saying 6.5%. When's the last time you bought pizza? I love to bring up pizza because that's a barometer of our country and our, I don't want to say obesity problem because I love pizza. I could eat pizza every single day. And I worked at a pizza place. Shout out to Garibaldi's in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, when I was a young man. So I ate pizza every single day for a couple of years. <laughs> that probably explains Wait, a lot of people. Yeah. Look at me now. Look at me. Look how slender I am now. I'm only about 500 meals away from anorexia. So I'm doing well. Anyway, I guess my only point is we're being lied to. You know, we don't have 5% inflation. Come on. I don't know what numbers you're using. You know, when's the last time you got gas? Has it fallen dramatically down from the $4.50 to $5 I've been paying lately? You know, I haven't so, seen it. I was just in California two weekends ago. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and the gas was cheaper there than it is here. I've Ooh, never right seen now. that before. I think I paid four thirty at one of the pumps just north of Palmdale, 4.30. Wow. And then you get back here and pay five? Yeah, it's insane. I've never seen that happen before. But with Argentina, 97% year-over-year inflation. Could you imagine all of your money just cut in half? Because that's essentially what happened to them. Well, so I think you're... it's going to be cut by 100% as soon as we have a bank bail-in. I hope everybody that listens to us has researched the term bail-in. And I know I'm jumping ahead. So no, and and you know, and our commander in chief, my understanding this week is heading to Japan. Remember how I said that it bothered me that he went to Ireland and that Harris went to Africa and that they're doing these world tours. We are, according to Yellen, I'm not gonna say the human cartoon because that's deflammatory, defamatory. That's not cool just to make jokes like that, because she's a very smart woman. But according to her, we could hit the debt ceiling as soon as June 1st. Today is the 17th of May. I'm not good with math or numbers and I have both shoes on, but I know that's only about two weeks out. So I think we have more pressing issues to deal with than world relations right now. What is he going to Japan for, by the way? I mean, what, what, I mean, I, you know, and I don't want to look into it. I don't want to research it. I'll let anybody that cares do that on their own. I just don't care anymore. I think we better fix this country before we fix the rest of the world. Looking at you, Ukraine. You know, at least we're friends with Japan. So, um, you know, you brought up the debt ceiling and that was a great transition and I should have ran with it, but I was so excited to think about Argentina for a minute. I couldn't help myself. You want to well, talk about I mean, Brazil or any other? It's an interesting point because you think we could go that direction some point. You're like, how could you ever have 97% inflation? And I, it's hard to wrap your head around, but uh, nothing's impossible. No, then, you know, anybody that thinks that we could not go that direction, do a little history search on the country of Venezuela that was very wealthy. They were, they were looking like a pretty first world nation when Hugo Chavez had that oil money flowing. And then over the last two decades, and two decades goes fast, by the way, if you think, well, that was over 20 years, you know, they were rich 20 years ago, 20 years goes by pretty fast. When you're 30, it probably doesn't feel that way. When you're 40, it starts to feel that way. When you're 50, it's like, holy crap. You know, when you're young, everybody's like, oh, you better enjoy it. It goes fast. You're like, shut the hell up. You know, I get it. It goes fast. And then also when you're old, you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, now I get it. <laughs> especially with kids. 
They're like, they grow up so fast. And you're like, good, because they're annoying the crap out of me now. So with that said, back to the debt ceiling for a minute, because we, you know, we don't need to spend that much time on the debt ceiling. It's funny because, you know, they're, they're going to fix it. You said it three weeks ago, Anthony. Of course, they're going to fix it. They're like little children with, with sharp knives running around the room. And they're rich, by the way. Those are the rich people. The people that are elected officials are the ones that are bobbling all this crap. And it bothers me because I say it all the time. The rich are getting richer. The poor are hovering and the middle class is shrinking and it's on steroids and it keeps getting worse. So these people, ooh, game of chicken. We're going to get down to June 1st or whatever. You know what? <laughs> when when I hear this stuff and, and I won't go back to the veteran thing, but guess who's paid they're going to hold up? You know, the, you know, the veterans, the, the same people and the active duty military. Remember, Anthony, remember about six or eight months ago when we gave the story about how the government was telling active duty military to go ahead and apply for food stamps. Remember when oh, inflation yeah. was newer? Yeah, I like that one. That that was a good one for me to hear that that my son and other people that are in the military should get food stamps while we're sending money to Ukraine. You know, and again, I cannot fathom that we're worried about a debt ceiling when we're sending money to Ukraine. We just sent another bucket two weeks ago. So don't tell me it's not happening as we're facing our own debt ceiling. And you know what? Another flashback of probably about six months ago, we, when we first talked about the debt ceiling coming up this summer, we also talked about a Ukraine financial package that did not have to do with any military equipment, did not have to do with any of the, you know, Russia war. It was to give them money to pay their pensions. So while we are perhaps going to suspend social security payments and veterans benefits and active duty military pay, we have given money to Ukraine to make sure they get theirs. If anybody wants to reach out to me, I'll find that episode that we talked about it. I, I try to always cite sources. I try to give you dates. I try, I, you know, the information comes at us so fast that in a weekly show, we can only get to so much, but everything we get to is alarming. It's frightening. It's terrifying. I'm talking to you, AI. I'm talking to you, everything going on. So anyway. Well, it's, uh, so I mean, we're talking about the debt ceiling. We've been talking about that a lot longer than I think most people. Same with the banks, but these are massive, massive problems. And if if they have the consequences that they deserve, that could be catastrophic. And we've said this a bunch of times in the show too. Actions have no consequences now. There's no reason the market should have doubled since March of 2020. There's no reason the market should have been as high as it was. There's no reason we should have this amount of debt. And it's it's That's overwhelming. J.R. Jr. If you wonder yeah. who's talking right now, that is my mini me. That is the guy five years ago that's like, why are you always so worried? There's always been stuff to worry about. Now, well, Anthony I mean, I cannot figure that. out why the market's doubled. The market's doubled because it's manipulated. The market's doubled because it's full of crap. The Dow Jones Industrial Average contains 30 components. They use the word components because they're a lot smarter than you and I. You know, I would use the word companies. What makes up the S&P 500? What makes up the Dow Jones, the Russell 2000? They're companies, but they'll call them components. These are the same people that don't let you retire at 60 or 59. They want you to be 59 and a half because they want to muddy the water. When you take your RMD, your required minimum distribution, it was always seven and a half. I was like, really? 
make it 70 or 71. Don't do this. Don't act like you're so smart that you have this calculation that none of us can figure out by you. The banks, I hate the banks, CDs, CDs. You know, we have a, a seven month CD, you know, and then they tell you the APR. Well, wait a minute. The APR means annual percentage rate. So if you give me a seven month CD, I'm not getting the whole annual percentage rate, am I? <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's funny. How on earth? Have we gone a year and what, what are we at now? A year and like two months in the show. How have I not stroked out yet? You know, future weeks when it's just Anthony, at least you all will know where I am. It'll be way beyond urgent care. Either picked up by the van with no windows or dead. But either way, Anthony will carry on because he is now me. Anthony is mini me. He is worried about the Dow. You know, I'll get a little serious with you for a second. You know, we make fun of the Teflon Dow and, you know, today is another great day. Today's the 17th. So far, you know, what I learned in 2008 and nine, there's no point in watching the futures markets, which I tend to do every night. There's no point in watching the markets during the day. Just wait to the last 20 minutes and see how it ends. Cause it doesn't matter if they want it up, it'll be up. If they want it down, it'll be down. There is a little volatility ramping up lately. I think sooner or later, sooner, I'm going to say sooner. I think as early as this summer, and guess what? Summer's coming up. I think as early as this summer, the market is not going to be able to hold back some of the news. When you hit the debt ceiling, when Fed now gets fully launched and people finally wake up and start hearing what it is, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have some market problems. So make sure you're proactive and not reactive. That's our whole goal for people. So and and to be a little serious about things, when you look at the collapse of several banks coupled with the debt ceiling shenanigans. And of course, the last minute rescue that we will certainly see, which is just kicking the can further. And sooner or later, we are going to have to, to have some recourse. Um, you know, <laughs> this is all going on while the yuan is rising. We're being kicked out of the world reserve currency. How does this all end? I mean, I honestly believe that what we're seeing right in front of our eyes is the very slow motion collapse of a country. You and I talked about this yesterday and you disagreed. You were like, it's just, you know, things always change. I, I actually think. Wait, you said I disagreed. What you well, I thought about? you did. Well, you always like to argue with me. And it seemed like you were basically, you, you seem like I'm too worried about stuff. But I actually think that at my age, being in this job where I was here when the tech bubble burst, I was here when a plane hit a building. I was here for the 2008 correction. I was here for the March of 2020 little super crash because of an unknown virus. I've seen more than you. And I've had the responsibility of helping people manage their money into the future without a crystal ball. So I know I am more worried than you because yes, there's always been something to worry about. Never this much. So I think when I put it all together, it means our country is on the way down the toilet. It, it, I am serious about that. And you know what's funny? I don't care for me. I've been to college. I've been in the military. I've had my own job. I've worked for other people. I, I've traveled many different countries. I've done so much. And it's like, at this point in my life, I actually care about you. Well, not you in particular. <laughs> I never want to be too nice and give you well, a big head. Why are you worried about me? I'm not worried. Right. I'm worried about you because you're only 32. So you have presumably 50 to 60 years to, to see the repercussions of this horse crap that's going on. I, well, I probably only have two weeks, but you know what I'm saying? At 60, I have less time. And I care about you. You know, I look at Jay. Oh, how Jay's do you want to do? What do you want to do with this time? 
I mean, do you want to have a stroke and a heart attack because you're just winding yourself up like this? Yes. I told you, I'm not worried because I listened to all the information that I'm giving to clients and people out there. I have extra cash. I've got food and water. I've got guns and What's ammo. What's your home address in case people Silver, need food and water when the crash gold. I've got annuities for retirement. I've got a little bit of hard assets and miscellaneous. Like I've, I've done everything that I could do and there's not much more I could do. And I love so that and you're peace. You're at peace. Do you realize most people aren't? We took on this show to sound alarms. We want everybody that is a client or a friend or a family member or anybody that hears us to do what you've done. So they gain that peace of mind. We want to protect and grow your assets in that order. We're still financial advisors. So that's our main goal. But we also want them to have a, a 20 or $30 water bladder for each tub. We want them to see Marcy and get a tower garden. We want them to have whatever is a fit for them, gold, silver, guns, ammo, beans, rice, whatever it is. And then they can be peaceful like you. You know why I'm so upset and strokey all the time? Because that's my personality. I've been a type A personality with OCD and ADD and all kinds of problems my entire life. And now it's just getting amplified. You know, when they say people are older, whatever you were when you were younger, it's just amplified. If you were an a-hole when you were younger, you're just a bigger a-hole now. I get that now. And you know what? When I stroke out and I'm not here anymore and it's Anthony's show, it's going to be good because posthumously, try to say that one when you're on fire, posthumously, this show is going to be more of a big hit and everybody's going to subscribe to your podcast and they're going to listen to past episodes and be like, well, you know what? That guy was crazy as you know what, but he was right. I always look at it like in this job, I've been early, sometimes way early, but I've been right. So I continue. Yeah, when to it's right. just me on this show, it's going to be nothing but Kenny G in the background. And just, <laughs> I'm going to be on KYOT. Is KYOT still around? Just probably. It's probably an NPR station now. Yeah, kind of. It's a taxpayer funded. End of world. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. We've got to, we've got to take a commercial break. Um, you're listening to Anthony Correo, J.R. Rochford, Another Money Show. Uh, you can check out Another Money Show past episodes on our website, anothermoneyshow.com, wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts. Um, you can find us on the web at anothermoneyshow.com. Or dare I say that? I'm terrible at all this. You can reach out to us directly at team at anothermoneyshow.com or give us a call, 623 523 0444. That number again is 623-523-0444. We would love to hear from you um, as long as you have nice things to say because we're very sensitive, as you can tell. So give us a call. We'll talk about the end of the world and we will be right back. This is another money show, except this one's different. This one's actually fun. At Rochford & Associates, we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path, and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals. We want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to insure and protect your assets with a smart plan. Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for you. I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans. Schedule your no obligation consultation today by calling 623-523-0444. That's 
523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran-owned and proud to serve Americans like you. You're listening to Another Money Show. Welcome back to Another Money Show. You're listening to J.R. Rochford and Anthony Correo. Behind the scenes, he's not a big talker. He's got a beautiful voice, though. Jim Terabokia, our producer. Wonderful. We've got Doug Relkin. Doug does the YouTube videos. If you haven't seen our YouTube clips, please do us a favor and go on there. We need your help. Just go on YouTube and look for another money show. We we feel better when we see the little thumbs up, so we like that. But what we really need is more subscribers. We need you to tell people about us. Those clips are great. They're a good introduction to our show. They're only, on average, they're two minutes long. And if it piques your interest on the little, you know, the splice together clip, maybe it'll have you, you know, pass the show along to somebody else. So we appreciate the help. We've gotten it and we want to ask for more. We're little fish in a big pond and we need your help. So back to everything we have to get to today. I'm going to glass over a couple more things just to tie up the first half and then we'll get to some new stuff. Um, you know, when we talk about you being prepared and, and having some peace of mind, that is, that's all we're trying to accomplish. We're Boy Scouts. If you have it and you don't need it, so what? But if you need it and you don't have it, you may have a problem. That's what we're trying to do. We've never asked anybody to take out a home equity line of credit or to mortgage their house to buy food and water and all that stuff. We want people to live in moderation. We always want you to save more than you spend. We want normal financial planning going on, but we also know that the world is the most uncertain it's ever been in. And we think there's a chance that it might not end as well as we want it to. So I remember when your mom, your mom years and years ago, when I first started waking up to things being wrong, you know, people not saving enough, the government getting out of control, the debt was low. You know, this is 15, 16 years ago. Your mom said something that hurt me really bad. You know, I started preparing. I started, you know, bulking up on things. And, and she said, you can't wait for this to happen, can you? And, and I, it actually, I was really? like, that's how you see this? I was like, you really think that I can't wait for, you know, anarchy and civil unrest and, and division of the country? That's not at all. I want to be prepared, not scared. So I started doing things. You know, I started paying down debt, buying hard assets, moving money, less securities, more insurance companies. I started doing that. So I didn't have to worry. And you know what? I do think I've done everything I can. When I when I look at what is going on in my life, I've done what I can. And now I have to have a nice day. Shout out to Ray. I have to have a nice day. I can't spend my entire day worrying about this. But on this show, I only have one hour a week to do the upset version of me. So people that are hearing it that aren't exposed to this stuff on those other financial shows, I want them to wake up and research it. Not so they're scared. I, misery loves company. I get that. That's not what I'm trying to accomplish here. I don't want other people to be freaky like me. I want them to make sure they address their personal situation. One person, one couple, one family at a time, the best they can financially and otherly logistically, assetly, other lees. So, all right. I just want to tie that up because that stuff with your mom, really, I, I'll never forget that day. I just stood there. I was like, wow, I, that's so sad that you think that way. I want to protect you. I want to protect my family. 
I want to do what I can to, to be the right person. So fast forward. Oh, and by the way, I don't know, within a year or two later, you know, it was so funny. I watched your mom. She, she went out and she made herself a little bug out bag. We've got a, <laughs> a bunch of friends in the white mountains. So if things do look imminently weird, we're not going to be in the Valley. We want to be out of the Valley. We think less people is better than more people. If things are weird and there's any kind of food disruption and so forth. So, so our thing is, you know, if we think things are going to be weird, we're going to bug out the word bug out. I mean, that's doomsday prepper. Ooh, that's so scary. You know, bug in, bug out. You have to make those decisions. Well, if you're awake and you're smart, you may want to at least think about it. Anyway, your little mom, your sweet kindergarten teaching mom, she starts buying waterproof matches. She bought a compass. I'm like, I'm just, it was so funny. Cause it was like a dollar store compass. I'm like, what, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to figure out that it'll take 11 days to walk to Snowflake if all you have is a bottle of water and your battle rifle? And you, your mom was gearing up. She made her own bug out bag. She bought it from <laughs> Sam's Club. I still have the empty box because I'm like, your mom is, is that's, she's there. So, and it's funny because your mom likes the mass Singer. I like watching news from the BBC and OAN and other sources of news other than the mainstream news. So we're opposites. She did come to the realization years ago that she doesn't need to see all that. She knows I've got it covered, but if she sees me start to run, she knows enough that it's time to run. So, but it's, it's funny how things have evolved because now she sees it. She just doesn't like to dwell on it and let it fester like I do. Cause that's, you know, it's what I do. Type A personality. So back to all of the stuff we have to get through today. I opened up one of my bank statements I personally don't have any money at the big three, Wells, B of A or Chase. I'm starting to second guess my own decisions. You know, I mean, our office is very fluid. We have told people for years and years and years, do not put a penny at the big three. We've told people that because of the corruption and the crookedness and the ridiculousness, you know, the, the, the derivative positions that these banks carry. We've just, it's wrong to help them. You know, Wells Fargo, I mean, we, we should probably talk about them for a second, but it, it's just funny because we don't believe in what they're doing. So we believed you should stay at more regional banks, local banks, credit unions. Obviously, with what's going on behind the scenes, I'm not sure that's still the best advice. So we're starting to come around. Anyway, yeah, uh, so crazy, because if you had asked us a year ago, if we ever would have said, you know, maybe don't be in a community bank, give money to these big, powerful organizations, we just said you're absolutely crazy. But it's, you know, with the Fed now, with this platform for the digital currency, it sure does look like they're actively pushing people out of these community banks now. I mean, we talked about, was it Chase having, they're, they're rebranding some of their banks in some lesser uh, lesser communities, you know, uh, more pro poverty stricken communities, and they're releasing them as community banks. It's Chase. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest bank in the world. How is you now a community? What does it mean to be a community bank now? The it, whole it makes focus. No sense us, well, the focus anyway. of Fed now, you know, Fed now people are starting to come out with articles saying, don't get so paranoid, take off the tinfoil hat. Fed now is an instant processing service. It has nothing to do with central bank digital currency. If you are, I'm not going to say dumb because that's derogatory. If you are naive enough to believe these articles, I'm sorry for you. FedNow is 100% about the change of our financial systems. You know what? We don't need instantaneous payments. We have that. We have wire transfers. We have, 
you, you, you can send money to me via Zelle or whatever, Venmo or Bevmo. Send me money from Bevmo, not Venmo. <laughs> you, have, you know what's super instantaneous? Hand me a $20 bill. Make it go right from you to me. There is an instantaneous transaction. The government is broke. They're $31.7 trillion broke. Go on usdebtclog.org and check it out. That thing's spinning like a fan. <laughs> so, so yeah. So the Fed now, all the stuff that's going to be starting in July and coming this summer, it's a little scary. But anyway, back to the bank. So I opened up one of my bank statements. Shout out to Diana, one of our very good friends. She works for a BMO Harris bank. And I got my statement from BMO last night. I always read the statements. I pay my $3 a month to get paper statements for a reason. I want to see what they're putting out. I'll never go in and open my e-statement unless I have a problem. And I know that about me. So I would rather pay $3 a month. I mean, 36 bucks, I'll spend that on lunch. So I'd rather spend that a year and see my statement. And I'm always glad I do. Last night, I read one of the very first sentences on the front page of my paper statement. Effective. 6923. Each time you call us, we may use voice ID technology that creates and stores a digital representation of your voice to verify your identity. Using voice ID technology is optional. Yeah, but if you don't get a paper statement, you don't even know this is going on, right? When you call us, you will have the option to enroll in or opt out of using voice ID technology. I'm going to be watching this closely because I want to hear when I get that opportunity to opt in or opt out. I will personally be opting out, but that's because I have the luxury of slight paranoia. So I will opt out. I know what's going on with AI and how scary it's getting. So I will opt out, but I will keep you all posted on whether or not they say, would you like to opt in or opt out? Cause that's interesting. Usually with banks, when they change any of the rules, you know, you have to have a paper statement to see the fine print. If you continue to keep the account open, you are okay with it. You physically have to close your account if you disagree with their changes. There's no such thing as saying, I agree with everything except that voice technology. I want to strike that, you know, from my agreement. Nope, you cannot do that. So I'll be curious if you opt in or opt out. So speaking of banks, as long as we're on there, I'll make this real quick because, oh my gosh, I'm a broken record. Um, you and I read three articles yesterday. <laughs> Scandal just cost Wells Fargo another $1 billion. This is from main internet search. I was on msn.com, one of the main engines from the street on May 16th. Do you know what a billion is? I mean, Anthony, you probably do. A billion is a thousand millions. You know, what do most people in this country consider rich? Well, a million dollars. I would like to live in Sun City, have a paid off house, have a golf cart, and have some sort of a Buick, obviously, because I live in Sun City, so I need a Buick. And I would like a million dollars, then I'm rich. I hate to tell you, you know, with, with all the uh, debt and all the healthcare issues and long-term care and everything, the way it's been fouled, I hate to tell you, you know what the new rich better be in your mind? Five million. You better have that golf cart and Buick and $5 million. But that's just me thinking. If you're like 65 and you have any family history of living in your 80s or 90s. So Wells Fargo, this, this one article that I actually took the time to print and kill trees over, it named some of the numbers. It talked about how, how they were fined $3.7 billion 
at the end of last year. There's one here from 2020 where they were fined 185 million. You know, this one coming out yesterday, this 1 billion. It's it's funny because we throw around the word billion now so loosely. Now we're used to trillions. One day we're going to be used to quadrillions. You so know, you're missing to- the single most important thing on this billion dollars and what this is for. This is for lying about how they were paying people back from screwing people over years ago. So that when they're making fake accounts, that 3.7 billion that they got fined, essentially they've been lying the last couple of years on how they're paying people back and how quickly they're paying people back. So then they got fined on top of it. So they're being fined for lying and then they continue to lie. And now they're being fined on top of their fine for lying, for lying again. Just how absolutely ridiculous is Wells Fargo. So again, when we talk about maybe you have to put your money in some of these bigger banks. I still don't know Wells Fargo is the one. I just, they, it blows my mind how people still have money in this bank. I just, I don't get it. Well, and there's accountability finally. It says here, the 63-year-old, this is the woman that was running it at the time of the, uh, let's see here. Apparently it was... Three, it was says at least 3.5 million fake accounts were opened up. Her name, I don't want to throw her under the bus, Carrie Tolstead. So Carrie, who is now 63 years old, she faces what could be up to 16 months in prison and a civil penalty of 17 million. I'd love to know what her salary was. I'd love to know how many millions she has if they want to take 17 million of it. I, you know, maybe we should do a GoFundMe for Carrie. I'm starting to feel real bad for her. So they they may find they may you know they may not too. You know I love these articles. They may well they may not find those fines are always a fraction of what they've profited. Of course, and and I just read they said at least at least three point five fake million fake accounts. They were closing, they were closing home equity line of credits for people. They, they were repoing cars for people that were making their payments. They were, oops, oops. So they hurt millions of people. And now they're going to take one person to be the scapegoat and she might have to spend a little time in prison. I bet it's not the same prison that I'll spend time in. You know, I bet if I get caught screwing 3.5 million people, remember the movie Office Space? Remember they re- referenced a oh, prison yeah. in Office Space? That's the one I'll go to, you know, pound prison. I'm not going to go too far with that. I don't need to be censored. So anyway, um, yeah, I'll bet she goes to a different, different one back to the banks enough about Wells Fargo. We talk about chase and their felonies and we talk about Wells Fargo, you know, and then I'm saying, well, you know, we're fluid. You know, we may have to change and tell people it's a good idea. We did tell somebody that this week. We told them it seems like the least of the three evils (laughs) is bank of America. So we kind of, we, (laughs) we recommended bank of America just because we had less dirt on them than we do on Chase and Wells. So that's pretty sad. Uh, another article, more than 700 U.S. banks facing significant safety and soundness risk due to massive, I love the word massive, that means big. So due to massive unrealized losses, according to the Federal Reserve. By the way, did I mention last week or the week before the Federal Reserve is private bankers? You better look that up. If you think the Federal Reserve is a federal institution, you may want to look that up. 
So anyway, 700 banks. We we keep being told it's like 39, you know, 40. We keep being told. No, no, apparently in February, these banks had to self-report their data. I love that, by the way, because when you self-report, do you exaggerate towards the upside or the downside? <laughs> If somebody asks me what I weigh, and I am currently, by the way, at 186 pounds, if I want to self-report that I'm more of a fat than I am, I'll say 200 pounds. That's eh, a 15 pounds off. If I want to sound skinnier, I'll say, well, I'm like 175. You know what? I'm 186 pounds. But anyway, so they self-reported that they're in deep trouble. And <laughs> so- 700 banks though. There's only what? 4,000 something banks in the country. And we're looking at 700. I'm not good with math or numbers. I already pointed that out. So, and I have my shoes on, but 700 banks. So That's if you have 4,000, it's a large percentage. If you had 4,000 banks, I'm trying to do simple math here. And a thousand went south. That's 25%. 700 is not as a half, 7, 25%. I don't know. It's like 22% ish. It's anywhere between 18 and 22%. I'm trying to point out the fact that I'm horrible with math and numbers. That's why I have you, Anthony. You're an engineer. You have a business calculator and a good and a good brain. So it, it's funny. So this, they self-reported in February. This gets released in May. Problem number one, you know, red flag number one. The second thing is the number, 700 banks. That's scary as you know what. The, the other thing, <laughs> the other problem I have, rates are higher now. How many rate increases? Did we have two or three? since they did these numbers and they, they self-reported in February. So that means they probably looked at this in December of 2022, maybe even January of 2023. We've had several rate increases since, and that's what's pushed these banks into problems. The government wants these banks in problems. That's how I see it. They want to go to the 10 financial institutions that were employed after the executive order 14067. They want Discover Bank to stay. They want Wells, B of A and Chase to stay. They want certain institutions to stay. These 700 banks, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So well, what's causing all this, all of the banks are suffering from. So it's not a unique investment that a couple of banks got into. It's every single one. What happened is you have 15 years of absolutely nothing for rates. You know, they're borrowing money from free and then charging you 10% on a personal loan and 5% on a mortgage and 30% on a credit card. But so they've got 15 years of absolutely nothing. Now we've got rates skyrocketing. It means all of the bonds, all the treasuries, everything that they're currently holding is absolutely devastated in value. So if people are coming to the bank and they need liquidity, they're forced to sell at a loss. And that's what that's what's caused all this chaos. But it's every single bank is in this position. Every yes. single one. Yes. But what kind of loss are we looking at? This article goes on to say, according to the Fed, more than 700 banks have self-reported unrealized losses that exceed, that means more than, that exceed 50% of their capital. That This is just, they're saying what's on the books. They don't, yeah. they don't have any money. They, you know, we have fractional reserving. We have a fiat currency that's, that's being replaced. This is not good news. I mean, this, no. the, you know, you know, the bottom line of the 700 banks, if only half, if only 350 banks go south in the next year, 
out of the 700. The problem with this, it's going to lead to further panic. And what are people going to do? They're going to pull their money. That's going to lead to further limitations with capital. It's going to lead to more people going to Wells, B of A, and Chase, which is exactly what the government wants to happen. So I, 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 I don't see know. before that lead into bail-ins. Well, and, and bail-ins, you know, I mean, I we've been harping on that for the five years you've been in the office. I started talking about that in 2014. Can you imagine for nine years I've been trying to get people to research bail-ins? You know, and, and luckily now they're starting to, I mean, luckily people are starting to wake up. You know, we're, we're seeing more and more activity. You know, you and I are getting appointments now from the radio show. We went for about a year with very little activity. And again, and it didn't upset us. You know, we're, we're not these normal financial shows. If you call within the next 30 minutes, you get a complimentary consultation. Well, what if I don't have time? What if I have to call in 45 minutes? You know, oh, well, it's still free. Then you're full of crap. Well, you know, if you didn't do the heavy lifting and you haven't saved at least a quarter of a million, you can't see us. Um, you know, we've talked to clients that actually have gone to some of those. We've talked to clients that have gone to dinner, dinner seminars and they've gone to some of those, you know, radio advisors and they don't have 250 and they still take them. They just don't give them the service that maybe they should sometimes. I want to be very careful how I say this. I mean, I just, you know, and we're different. When we say another money show, it is very much tongue in cheek. We are anything but another money show. If you've heard us more than once, I know you've figured that out. We are a show about current events and how they are going to affect your finances. Oh my gosh, Jim just put on the screen that we only have five minutes left. I have so much more to get to. You wanted me to get to our new slogan? Anthony and I are going to buy red hats, baseball caps. Remember the MAGA hats that that enraged people around the country? We, we, have, we have a friend slash client named Daryl. And, and I think I, I think he and I at the same time kind of came up with this. Where our, and I want to take credit with him. I don't think it was all Daryl. But he, he said, make my money great again. And I, and I was like, that's it. That's our new. It's going to be MGA or MIMGA. <laughs> make your money great again. So we're going to get hats and it's going to say MIMGA or MGA. So just to brace you, you know, get get rid of beat the crap out of us. If you see make this in my public. money great again. That is hilarious. It's pretty it's funny. So ridiculous. All right. So we, you know, with only a couple minutes left, I, I guess the best thing we can do is, you know, let's talk about, I just want to give you one more. Go ahead. I was going to say, just don't rush anything. See, we had this conversation before the show. He was like, I've got to get to all these articles. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, you don't. Just have a conversation. We'll talk about what we talked about. <laughs> that, may, that may have but been the best so JR. That may, may have been the best JR impression I've ever seen to go along to, if, if, to go along not only with the voice but the body language and the yeah. body movements as well. It was spot on. That's our clip of the week. Is just tip, tip of the cap to you, rah, Mr. Rah, rah, rah. We're gonna do this and then yeah. Tip Does anybody else get the sense that I'm being picked on currently? The poor <laughs> old gray-haired decrepit man who's on the verge of a stroke, and this is yeah. how we're going out. My last episode is you guys picking on me. Yeah, right. be no, rough, and you're right. You're right. I just feel like every week what we have to get out there is important. So it's hard for me to pick and choose some weeks more, you know, more comes up than others. You know, I wanted to get to an article from Forbes. I'll just read you the title. It's kind of self-explanatory leak reveals secret democratic plan for a game changing U S crypto crackdown. It talks about a leak document. The, the thing about this is if we think the world reserve currency is drying up, if we think we're, we might go to a central bank digital currency, what are your alternatives? 
we would say to you, pay down debt, hard assets, insurance companies, but there's other assets too. You can buy cryptocurrencies, people that believe in Bitcoin and the government. I've always said, if they want to get involved with it, they will. They have, they have gone after people and seized their wallets for what they, they are accusing them as money laundering without due process, I, I understand up front. And that article wasn't – all that article really said is the document said that they're trying to get it to be a security through the SEC. They're trying to have more regulation. And then they can shut it down. They're calling it an unregulated security, not just a security. Unregulated security through the yeah. SEC has always been a huge no-no. Yeah. Well, it's not a currency. If you have not a, currency. a million – if you have – let's say 20 Bitcoin. Can you go out and buy a car with 20 Bitcoin? Can you buy groceries with 20 Bitcoin? No. no. Or do you sell it and you turn it into a US dollar? So yes. is it a currency? No, it's not a currency. You're not using Dogecoin or Ethereum to buy anything maybe here and there. But what you're doing is you're using US dollars to buy this cryptocurrency in you know, quotation marks People are other other people are buying it. It's going up in value, and then you're selling it to actually have something a U.S. dollar. So you can have all the cryptocurrency you want, but you can't use it for anything. It's not a currency. Correct. It's a beanie baby. It's a tulip. It's a it's a non tangible good. So yeah. and you know the, I did want to get to the article that Sam Davis sent us. You know, it was sev seven doomsday scenarios about the debt ceiling, but we don't have time. Let's hold off to well, next week. You already kind of, I mean, we don't have to read the article. You can talk about it. We can talk about it next week, but you just kind of dismissed it because you said, we don't have to worry about any of these because they're just going to raise the de debt ceiling in the last minute, which yes, I think but all seven things, true. all seven things are coming. You know, even if they don't default, all seven things are going to be problematic. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it this week and see if we want to, Let's yeah, do that well, I thought it was a great article. I said that was the only yeah. one I want to talk about. And you're like, no, nah, I'm going to talk about all these. Anyways, that's it for today's show. If you like what you heard, have questions about any of the topics today, or if you want to sit down with us to review your personal situation, you can reach out reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web at anothermoneyshow.com. Uh, check out our show wherever you like and subscribe to podcasts. Remember, there are no minimums. There's no cost for appointments. There's nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. Until then, we'll see you again right here at 960 The Patriot next Saturday at noon. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. At Rochford & Associates, we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path, and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals. We want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to insure and protect your assets with a smart plan. Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for you. 
I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans. Schedule your no obligation consultation today by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran owned and proud to serve Americans like you.